Morning, We just started the Mishnah yesterday. Um, we spoke about why it says obvious malachas aboim chosse achas thirty nine malachas. Just say there's forty. We presented this, and there's various different takes on it. We presented what is actually the Tosfos Mahalif, which is the idea that there is essentially a fortieth malacha because Tofer. Um, by definition, involves tying, but since you're already you're already uh, tied, so um, so therefore it's not you're not going to be tied twice for tying. Um, but that that is su- subject to a machlokus whether whether the, a person is tied for the kosher on that, but the person is not tied for the kosher on that. That's uh, one one possible mahadik. That's the tosfos yomtiv. We then spoke about the the uh, other mahadik we presented based on the maharal. This is my personal uh, sort of favourite. Because it goes with, together with the same notion you find in uh, in Marcos. the idea that essentially there should be a fortieth malacha, um, and perhaps what it, what is most in, most interesting is the fact that there are we 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 know we we have, we have the Gemara earlier in the receptor, which talked about the the uh, thirty nine times says malacha in the Torah, and in fact there are as the Gemara sees it. There are 40, and the shadow is which one we knock out, whether it's the one with Yosef, whether it's the one from the, from the, from the Mishkan, there's, you know, with Melech Sabor, whether that is considered a Malacha, whether it's not considered a Malacha, but essentially as the Gemara sees it, there are 40, and the question is which one to be Machasa, which one to knock off, which goes to get, which fits in line with this pattern of Ovis Malacha Sabor and Chos Achas. Essentially there are 40, just, we so to speak, knock off one. So here we go, what are the 39 Malachas? And what, what I'm gonna do is, we'll go through, I'm not going to go into each one too much for the simple reason that the Gemara is going to go through, I wouldn't say one by one, but it is going to go into each one in slightly more detail afterwards. <laughs> Perhaps at that point we'll then discuss them in a little more detail. So, um, and in fact, even then, just a little bit of background, the Gemara in this peric does not go through all the details of all the Malachas. Boria goes through a little bit more, but some Malachas, there'll be a bit more coming. Um, and as we go, we'll try and bring as much of the uh, practical halacha as we can, even what is not brought in the Gemara. But again, and we're not uh, where, where there are sort of complete Gemaras and different Masechtas, I don't know if we will bring them in, whether they won't, uh, whether, whether we will, I should say, or whether we will have to just see, depending on how easy it is to do so. So um, here we go. What's the first one? Is Hazorea. The first one is sowing. That refers to taking seeds, you put them in the ground, there is the malacha of Zorea. Obviously, there's lots to think about here because when you plant a seed, it takes, um, as far as Chazal are concerned, it takes three days for it to to actually do anything. So, um, surely if you plant it on Shabbos, nothing's happening on Shabbos. It doesn't happen until Monday. Um, and obviously, if you plant it before Shabbos and it takes root on Shabbos, as long as you plant it, let's say, on Wednesday, well, we couldn't really care less. I mean, that's the divine Peshutim. We don't have to explain that. Obviously, you're not doing any Malachim on Shabbos, and that is perfectly permissible. So the question is, what exactly happens with Zorea? Um, or let's put it this way, at which point is a person going to be chayed? At which point is the person going to be chayed? Do we say that the minute it hits the ground, you're now chayed? Even though nothing's happened. Even though nothing's happened. And therefore, even if you, even if you pick it up, it's not going to help you. So in other words, if a person is eating an apple outside, not a, maybe not a particularly good idea after this, and uh, he drops a pip, he's just been over on the Malachadur Aysa of Zorea. Yeah? Because I quickly pick it up. Doesn't help according to that Mandorma. 
In fact, depending on what the pip is, as the post can talk about, it could be he's just done a second melacha as well. Because it could be the pip is moksa. Depends on whether the pip is uh, something people eat or not. Mm-hmm. An apple pip is not moksa, so it happens if people do eat apple pips. But certain pips are not edible as they are. And therefore they would be moksa. So to pick it up would be a yet, yet a third malacha. Others say that um, there is another shitter that what happens is on, let's say, I don't know, Monday, whenever it takes, takes root, then when it takes root, then the mafreya you were over on Shabbos. Which means if you pick it up before then, then you haven't been over anything. So if it's not a moksa pit, definitely pick it up now. If it is a muksa pit, make sure you do it after Shabbos. And then you won't have been over anything. Two, two different days, but as Shem will speak more about that. But what I will mention at this point, just in case I do forget, is there is a Rashash. Rashash here speaks about, he says that, you know, when it drops onto the floor already, you know, obviously a person is over at that point. Um, even though obviously it's not going to take root on Shabbos. And he says, where do we find similar to this? Is when it comes to the malacha of oifer, of, of baking. You put it into the oven. Well, I didn't do anything. It baked on its own now. Well, of course, you're still chayv. As it happens with oifer, if you do take it out before it bakes, you're not chayv. You haven't done anything. How do we know that? We know that from the Gemara on Duff Dalit. Remember there, the malacha tradeal, whether if a person forgot to take out the bread, though, in fact, whether you should take it out, whether you shouldn't, right? Because Radio is a, according to our opponents, a chokhmah, in fact. So, rather, Sugidel Chate, Kiddushi is Kechavirecho. I've seen that you've left it there by mistake. Should I take it out? Should I not? You say, with it's shaggy, with it's made it. Right? That, that was the, the whole Sugidel. So, because if you do take it out, um, then you're not, you're not tired. Right? That's clear that you're not. But one thing which, as I said, which I thought was particularly important just to point out is, um, what happens if it's not going to cook till after Shabbos? Not going to bake till after Shabbos. And why do, what, what struck me is, I don't know if any, anyone else remembers it, but I particularly remember this, is Mr. Friedman asked, what happens if, do you remember we discussed the about putting a pot near a fire? And the if you put it near the fire and it can reach Yadzeredas, you're not allowed to do it. But I'll take it away before it reaches Yadzeredas, so I couldn't care less. If it can reach Yadzeredas, you are not allowed to put it near near the fire. So Mr. Friedman wanted to know what happens if it won't reach out to Leathers on Shabbos. In other words, it's an hour before the end of Shabbos. I put it in a position that I know. I I've done this before. I know the exact positioning. This pot with a mount in it, I know it will not reach out to Leathers for another two hours. Two hours time will be after Shabbos. In the meantime, it's uh, reaching up. Yeah, but it'll be below Yatzelet. So below Yatzelet, this is not the Malacha of... In other words, if I know it will stay below Yatzelet, you can put it there. There's nothing wrong with that. You could put a pot just to take off the chill in a, in a position where it, won't, it cannot reach Yatzelet. No matter how long it's left there, there's no problem with that. Um, you know, if you put it on a radiator which is not that hot, it will not reach Yatzelet. No problem. But if you put it in a position where it can reach Yatzelet, it's problematic. Now the question is, but it's going to take two hours for it to reach Yatzeredas. So what do I do? So, normally speaking, who cares if it takes two hours? But here, two hours time, and already there'll be Metzai Shabbos. And I know it will not reach Yatzeredas before then. So I'm sure this has been playing on everyone's mind since he asked this question a few months ago. Is that, 
Right, going all the way back to Perakira and back. Don't eat it, Kiddush. Huh? Don't eat it, the hot Kiddush. The children just don't Don't worry, that one's been on well before Shabbos. So what's the, what's the, uh... So I found... The hasn't been done on Shabbos. Huh? The Lofa hasn't been done on Shabbos. Oh, the Lofa hasn't been done on Shabbos. Depends on the red. Saying about Zarek, exactly. So I'll tell you, I found a big here. I think it's the Rishash. It doesn't say clearly this case, but he says, he says, what happens if you put something into the oven? It won't bake on Shabbos, it'll bake after Shabbos. Yeah? yeah same thing. It'll bake after Shabbos. So what's, what's, what's the uh, halacha? He oh. says, as far as he's concerned, he says, same as Zarek. So yeah, it's not going to take take seed uh, until after Shabbos. But when it does take seed after Shabbos, Sunday, Monday, whatever it is, you're chayav on Shabbos. Yeah. yeah, whether you're chayav, even if it doesn't take seed, that, as I said, Shem will speak more, speak more about. So that, 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 that will speak more about, Shem. But let's say it does take root after Shabbos. You're chayav on Shabbos. But nothing happens on Shabbos. It doesn't matter. You did the melacha. You did your maiseh. And when it comes to Afiyah, it's your mice is putting it into the oven. That's what you're hired for. It's a form of greyer. Huh? It's a form of greyer. Not quite greyer. Well, it's retrospective action. The action itself doesn't cause anything at all. It depends. Depends. No, it depends on how you look. With 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 Ofe, it's definitely not that. With Ofe, Bishul, it's it's definitely it's only sort of retroactively if you learn that this has happened. But yeah, but it's only when it bakes. If you take it out before it bakes, then you wouldn't be hired. With Zerea, that's that's the the machlech where the words come up Whether it's you you've already done the melacha now, yeah. so that, that, that's that's a separate point. But the vault is, yeah, that your chayef for Zerea, even though nothing's going to happen on Shabbos, yeah. According to this, this way of learning Zerea, no, whichever whichever way, whichever, whichever way, you're, you're definitely going to chayef even though nothing happens. The question is whether you're chayef now or whether you're chayef retroactively. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm just telling you what the Rishash says. He says, well, in which case, same thing with Eifer. Baking, bishul, right? Cooking, all the same thing. <coughs> that you put it in. Yeah? We know it's bishul. I call it Eifer because that's what we're going to have in the Mishnah. But it's to say all the same thing. You put it into the oven. Nothing happens at that point. It takes a while till it bakes, till it cooks. That wasn't my mindset. It doesn't matter. You're chayef for that. So he says it should be the same thing. Even though it's only going to happen after Shabbos... Doesn't matter. You did your miser on Shabbos. So in which case, the chayra, don't see, I can't see why it should make a difference. You take your pot of soup and you put it, cold soup, and you put it near the fire, well, reach Yad Seledas. The minute it reaches Yad Seledas, that's already cooking. For liquid, at least, without any doubt, even solids, really. That's the start of the process of cooking. Yad Seledas is already considered bishop. The minute it hits the outside edges, as far as liquids are concerned, that's already, that is cooking. The solid, that is the process of cooking. So you've done your myself. You're finished now. Now the fire will do it on its own. It takes a bit of time for the pot to cook, to heat up, and it's gradual, gradual. It happens after Shabbos. So what? Yeah? Mm-hmm. Is that good? 
So, you know, so to when, you, when, you, when you drop a seed, if you, if you drop it a minute before the end of Shabbos, you're still chayv. Maybe retroactively. Yeah. This, this is what the Rishash says. This is what the Rishash says. This is Lainia's Dati. This is what he writes. There is, I say, you, you could possibly be Mechalik. You could possibly be Mechalik. And that is, if you were to say, we'll speak more about this, Hashem, I think, is if you were to say that Zereya, you are over straight away, yeah? Over, you're not over straight away. Bishul, you're not over straight away. You're only over when it actually cooks. In other words, if you put dough in the oven on Shabbos and you take it out before it cooks, before it bakes, but other than possibly Radia, but you, you haven't done any Malach. You haven't, definitely haven't, done, haven't done any Malach of Zeraisa. Right. Yeah? Whereas Zerea is debatable. It's debatable, you could have even done too. Well, it's not Malach, but Issa or Mukta as well, maybe. Zerea presumably has to be on the ground that it would enable it to grow. Of course. So, yeah, so that's, that's the is not an issue. No, not in the house. That's, that's why I said a person eating. A, I think I'm sure I should have said at least a person eating an apple outside. Yeah, and this, this, these are the problems. It's not generally not, not a good idea to eat out to have a picnic on Chavez, Um unless you've got suitable ground. But even then, a person's got to be very very careful. Yeah, because it's not only that. More, more problematic is people spilling drinks. Yeah, it's brought in a in good time. So. As I said, you could make a chiluk between the two. That, that's, that's, that's what I'm pointing out. Is that when it comes to Zereya, you're chayav straight away. Because the, it's got nothing to do with whether it takes root afterwards or not. You're chayav straight away. Whereas Eifer, you're only chayav if it actually bakes. But if that's the case, if that's the case, I can say to you, do you know why Zerea Yechayev is? Because Yechayev is straight away. I don't know why. It doesn't make a difference. But Yechayev straight away. It's got nothing to do with whether it takes root afterwards. So it's going to take root after Shabbos. Okay, but Yechayev for the, for the putting in of the seed. Whereas when Ofer, you're only Chayev, okay, for your myself, but when it actually bakes. But if it only bakes after Shabbos, who says Yechayev? In which time we've got no Raya from Zerea. You understand what I'm saying? Again? I realize, but I'm asking you, I'm saying to you, it's not, it's, you, could, you could argue. The Rishash works in one side, and it could be he takes on like that side. That Zerea, you're only, you've only actually done an Issa when it actually takes root. If it doesn't take root, you pick it up on Sunday before it takes root, you did no Issa on Shabbos. If you take one like that, then the dimyun is very, very good. Same as Ofer. Bishel, it's the same thing. If you take it out of the oven before it cooks, you may have done, may have done an Issa Deravon and putting it in a place where it potentially could have, could have reached uh, Yad Tzeledes. But Lamaisa, you didn't do any Issa Deravon and there's been no Bishel. Yeah? And the dimyun is perfect. But if you say that Zereya Yechayef putting in the seed. It's got nothing to do with whether it takes root or not. You only have the coat if you pick it up at that point it didn't take root. But Zereya, Yechayef straight away. In which case, that's the dimion. The, the dimion's no good. Yeah? 
In which case, Mr. Freeman's question will come back. But it's quite correct. I, mean, I said it was a, for me it was a big mitzvah because the rishash takes on one way. At least we've got at least we've got a shita one way. Better than nothing, right? But as I said to you, the, the dimyon only really works if you take on one side of the chakir. So as a show, when we, when we get a little bit more into Zerea, we'll have to see the two children of the chakir and see who holds what. And take it from there. Yeah? Okay. That's Zerea. Next one is Vahachorish. Is plowing. We're going through what's called now Sidura de Pas. Yeah? Why is it called Sidura de Pas? Oh. Now, as we'll see, where in the Mishkan were these Malachas actually done? Where were these done? What process? For what? Mishkan. Yeah, for what? Yeah, for Mishkan. Oh, I would have said Lecham Aponim. That's not what Rashi says. Because Lecham Aponim was not in the making of the Mishkan, believe it or not. Lecham Aponim was the Avodah. Yeah? For example, Sheikhit. Right? One of the Malachas is going to be Sheikhit. Uh-huh. Where, where was Malach of Sheikhit down in the Mishkan? Yeah, somewhere. Huh? Shekhin mm-hmm. right? That's not what the Roshanim says, it's not what Rashi says. Sheikhit was done. The Tachas, right? To get the Tachas skin. Why? Because the Korbanas, that's not part of the making of the Mishkan. Inauguration, maybe? Davidah, sure, but that's not the making of the Mishkan. Yeah? So where were these Malachas done? The shit of Rashi, in other words, is, and most of Rashi is, that it has to be, we'll see rise in the Gemara of one way or the other, that's the Hashem, is it, it's got to be the making of the Mishkan. So where were these done in the making of the Mishkan? The answer is, to produce the dye. As in D-Y-E, I mean, right? Yeah, to produce the dye for the You've got Montel Ashani, the Tchelas, all these things. Tchelas was from something else, but to get the dye, they got it from plants. So you've got to plant things. And it goes through all the way, all these things, until Bishel finally, you actually cook it up in a pot. Yeah, that's the question why did it say Ofer? Should really say, say Bishel? Fine. We'll see about this. Yeah? So, as far as there is a Shetta, however, there is a Shetta which says that it's what we call Siduro de Pas, that's from High God. And he clearly holds the Pygon, Rabbi Avram and Aramam, brings this as well, brought, brought in Sefer uh, Ekrital. The beginning there is that he holds that it includes Avodah as well. If it includes Avodah, then 100% is still an opponent. And that's why it says Ofer, very simple why it says Ofer. Because you bake, you don't cook the bread. Yeah? So fine, so you've got Zerea, then you've got Cherish, plowing. I'm sure you're already thinking. Plowing comes before sowing, doesn't it? True? The Gemara asked the question. So just, just in case you're wondering it, don't wonder too long, the Gemara will explain. You, you know, it's all plowing comes before this area. So that's plowing. Okay, you've got plowing. The Hakaita, and perhaps I know I'm just adding things as, as we go, is in each Malacha, by the way, what you really have to think is, you know, we know there's Ovis and there's Tolvis. We all know the Musik of Tolvis. You've got 39 Ovis and Lots, but there's lots and lots of Tolvis. 
what you, what you have to sort of really do is, in order to work out where any malachah fits in on Shabbos, you think to yourself, right, am I allowed to do this on Shabbos? What you really have to do is not think about what am I doing. You have to sort of get to the crux of the mice you're about to do. What am I actually doing? And which malachah is that similar to? In other words, there's going to be certain things where, you know, there's, to, to take, for example, um, What would be take the first one? Zorea. What is zorea? So you think, well, it's planting in the ground. Okay. Now, if you look at it very superficially, you say planting. That's it. Okay. Well, if it's not planting, I'm all right. But that's not the the underpinning. That's not the issue of what zorea is. Define what is zorea. Zorea is promoting growth. You have a seed. If you hold it in your hands, it's not going to do anything. You put it in the ground, and it now has a potential to grow. So if you want to really define the malacha of Zerea, you define it as, malacha number one, you put promoting growth, promoting plant growth. What's the nafkamina? The moshul pruning. Pruning a tree. That's not planting. But it's the malacha of Zerea, believe it or not. That's the point some is even part of the other malacha. It's malacha of Makhlech's Rishen. We'll see over the page. But... Definitely it's a told, at least. You're not planting, but that's promoting growth. So yeah? Watering as well. Sorry? Watering as well. Watering, 100%. 100%. 100%. Watering is going to be a told. That's, that's, well, tomorrow we're going to be a yeah. The way you pass it, yeah. Definitely it's a malacha of Zerea. Yeah? And a lot of things you're going to look at, and you, you know, for example, you think of pruning, it's kaitsa. Yeah? Cutting branches, not necessarily. Depends on whether you need them. Kaitzer means it's not just cutting; it's cutting something from its growth in order to use it. If you're not thinking in order to use it, it already becomes malachin and srichalugufa. That's not the essential malacha. Okay, yeah, is, is that clear? This is how the Rambam in Mishnah Torah in Torah Shemeshnais as well. He says, that's what you really have to do. I mean, the Raman Pirish HaMishnai is easiest to show you from there. And he says, you know, that you've got to be able to think a little bit out of the box. Because sometimes, you know, for example, if I take a sapling and plant, plant it in the ground, is that a told or is that an up? It's actually, I mean, it's debatable, but... The Raman Shitta is, Rashi Shitta that matters, it's an up. It's not Zoria. Zoria means taking a seat. But it's exactly the same mitzvah. That's an av. Don't translate the words. Think about what it is. If it's the same mitzvah, that's an av. If it's a different play, which brings up, if it's a different mitzvah, but it brings about the same tachlis, that's a tol. Is that clear? Zomer, which means to prune, is a completely different mitzvah. You're cutting branches, but it brings about the same tachlis. It's the same purpose. That's a tol. Planting a sapling is essentially the same mice. You're taking something which is not going to grow as it is, you put it into the ground, now you're giving it the potential to grow. That's exactly the same mice. That's an art. Yeah? Is clear? So the, 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 the Ramam in, in um, says, uh, says this as well, but let's see if I can see it here.
He says, Ve'elu ha'oves. Kulon dimyonus. What does dimyonus mean? The oves don't take them sort of as a, as a sort of static thing on its own. It's not. It's literally something to be compared. It's a yesoid. Vuhuki omram, he says, for example, when they say koitza, pumi oves malofes, uchumokein, similar to that, kola toilish semach mechuba la'oretz, Anyone who detaches something growing from the ground, when his intent is to cut it from the ground, cutting, fix. Harvesting grapes. Banging. There's slightly different plays on the same idea, but you know, the way they do it with olives, they bang it from the bang it and it comes off. You're not going to say, well, they told us, okay, so that's not told us. Either it's a slightly different mitre, Kota is you take a side and you cut it. And of him, you take a stick and you bang. I don't know exactly how all these things are done, right? Some of them are done with the side, some of them are done with the banging, some of them are done with a knife. They're different, different mice. You just don't look at the individual exact way you do it. It's with a knife, it's with a hammer, it's with a stick. That's exactly the same mice. Somebody's kurom dim That's not a total. Abdu koitza mamash. He says, you're not going to say, well, they're told this, unless you do the mamash, the act of katira, aside. That's not true. He says, have you ever heard of anyone suggesting that if you shaft on Shabbos a sheep or an ox, that's only a told though. It wasn't done in the Mishkan. There was shafting the tachash. And in fact, as we've got it in the Mishnah, it's going to be shechting the deer. The deer they didn't shecht in the making of the Mishnah. Yeah? You're going to say that's a total? Is that a total? It's all in the first machine. Oh, exactly. Over Mishnah, Bishal Tavshil Minat Tavshil, and Shu Tolda Sa'ifa. Mishnah says it's got to be baking. So if I cook, it's a total? No, of course not. Abu Oifa Atzmai. He says, that's Oifa itself. So what does it mean being a tolda? He says, I'll give you a moshal, he says. What is tochin? Tochin is what? Tochin is tochin. Oh, grind. Mm-hmm. grind, right. Put it in the middle, you grind it, that, that, that's toichin. If you do that, if you define the locks like that, and you just translate them, you're going to miss the point. You won't know what the, what the tolders are. He says, Let's give it a better definition than just saying grinding. It means <coughs> taking big particles and reducing them to smaller particles. That's a better way of defining it. You're right, that is grinding. If you define it, give it a definition, you'll then be able to identify the tolders much more easily. If you do it a different from the usual way, then you, that would be a shimmer. You would be so if you took a hammer and smashed something, you've broken it into small pieces, is that tolder? Can be. Cutting up vegetables on Shabbos, then people realise this. That's taking. That's the next thing he says. Not me, though, right? Yes, Medeiros. 
you cut it up fine. You know, if you cut it, if you cut it into big pieces or something else, right? Mashing egg on Shabbos can be taking. That's why it's always better to do these things before Shabbos. Whatever can be done before Shabbos, do them before Shabbos. You can do what you want. If you do it on Shabbos, you've got to be careful. It doesn't mean, it doesn't mean you can't cut up your vegetables. I mean, don't go home and start telling, saying, I said that, I didn't say anything of the sort, right? If you cut your vegetables fine, you look at any halach, save you're fine, right? He continues on. So Rama, right? But a fichoch, chitoch, I. It's taking. But a fichoch, chitoch, I yorokis be Shabbos. Cutting up vegetables on Shabbos. He doesn't say it, but I'm telling you, it means cutting up finally. If you cut up a big piece of, uh, you know, I don't know, cucumber, that's not a problem taking. Yeah? But if you've cut up finally on Shabbos, that is taking. And I said to you, we think of tochen as grinding, right? So you, unless you reduce it into tiny, that's not. He says it's taking big particles, big pieces, and reducing them to smaller pieces. Small pieces, let's put it that way. That includes tochen. Now, cutting up vegetables is definitely not the av. You're not grinding into tiny pieces, but it's a toddler. So tell you right, sir. Onesiras eats. That one maybe probably much easier. If you cut a piece of wood, why are you doing it? Because you want the... Not because you want to cut the wood. It's because you want the sawdust. That's taking. Yeah? Also, if you basically rub down a piece of uh, metal, again, to get the bits. For cutting up wood for, for burning purposes. Again, you're cutting the wood into smaller pieces. Let's take one more example. One or two more. Uchmokin in your bishop. What is bishop? Define bishop. Oh, very good. That's 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 a much better way of doing it, right? We won't translate bishop as cooking anymore. We'll say Dr. Freilich is saying changing the status. So not status, state. Make it edible? No, we don't want to say that. What? Oh, that's right. Because if you say that, make it edible, then it doesn't apply to any other, any uh, materials. So what about heating up, heating up, uh, heating up uh, metal? Right? Putting your blech on the potentially putting the blech. We've spoken about this. Can you put a blech on charges? We've got to put on the blech. It heats up uh, very hot. It's probably reached the Most take on not like that. I, mean, I think we brought rise. As far as we understood it, you've got, got rise and it's got to be a reach as a, a heat that will actually change it. Yeah? Mm-hmm. He says, in your abishal, who is weakening that which is hard, softening it. To melt metals, right? To soften the metals. Oh, Yeche Mosam, or teat them up, who told us Ephah? It's the told of Ephah. Alpha Pishinam Adikesh, even if you don't light a fire, but Edom Abir Esan, you don't burn it. Erashanosin, Hatacha, Boish, Boyer, Ashetishami. You put it in fire until it gets so hot. Yeah? So if you pour a hot drink, it's a shy little talk about, into a plastic cup, you know, one of these uh, flimsy plastic cups which can melt. Without even realizing, besides the fact it's going to be rather useless, but um, you can, you can potentially run into moss. You'd never think of that, but it's bishop. If, the, I mean, if, the, if you pour boiling hot water into a very, very flimsy cup, it can melt. If it melts, it can potentially be the monochal bishop. Inadvertently, but it's 
Yeah? He says, just take this svara and apply it. What is ariga? Eireg. What's the malach of Eireg? This is the last example. Huh? Weaving. That doesn't, that doesn't tell me exactly what Eireg is. It's kibbutz ha-chalokim anifrodim. It's gathering together separate parts. V'dibukam, and bringing them together. V'achnosas kitzosam v'kitzosam. V'inyan ha-ibud. What is ibud? Tanning. Good English translation. What is ibud? Chizuk ha-dvarim ha-rofim. That's strengthening the weaker things. K'deh shri'ev in order to preserve them. Yeah? He says, "Behobin zeh, understand this. For inyan v'shomreu v'zecharei seitomid, guard it, remember it forever. Kishetira melochem and amelochem. It's whenever you see a melochem, te'ayin tolus iza api. Look into it and try and identify it. Don't just look at it superficially, because you can get the wrong melochem. Yeah, nafkim and ubing, how many chaltois, things like that. For the isari borecha amaisa shu'amin ha'ovisim atod lekasha be'atir. Okay, and then he goes on." The big yisoid obviously is right is what is essentially the same mindset as an up, as far as the Ramam is concerned. What is a different mindset, but it achieves the same sort of tachlis that will be a tov. So we've seen the first two azarea and ferish. Let's continue on. The hakaitzer, kaitzer is harvesting, right? Reaping. Okay, if you want to, we could probably say detaching something from it. You know, it's, it's growing medium in order to use it. Bahama Amer. Next one is? Just the, the process continues on. Ma'amer is? Binding sheaves. Right. Well, binding sheaves, bringing the parts together. Gathering. Gathering together, effectively. Right? This is actually where Rabbi Haigon, uh, Rabbi Navrom and Aram says it's on Ma'amer. You see, where's Ma'amer? It's when you gather the sheaves in order to make the Korban Mincha. You used to bring a Chavitin every day. So that's how you see that they hold it. It's anything done in the Aveda. That's the Hama'amen. The Hadosh, what is Dosh? Threshing. Separating. Right, you're separating. You're breaking the, the wanted from the non-wanted. You're breaking into two parts. Okay, it's to break the chaff up. What do you do next? Well, it's very nice to be broken. It's been broken down. You've crushed it. That's not much use to you. You've got to get rid of the unwanted stuff. So what do you do? Save it. No. Too much there to start sieving. Winnowing. Winnowing. Well, it's winnowing. You take a nice big fork, a rachas, put the put it onto the fork, and you chuck it up, and then the wind blows away the light stuff, and the heavy comes down. Yeah? You probably think, like, where's this negata? Yeah, spitting into the wind. That could be the malacha of Zayra. You know that? Well, now we do, right? That could be, potentially, is a, could be a lot of practical application. Just saying, a lot of these things we think of, there's not much practical, there are. Because you spit, and the wind comes along and breaks it all up into smaller parts. Right? Whether it's the, the wanted and the unwanted, or something else, but it's Then you've got Habayra, is the sorting. Why do you do Bayra? The bayra is obviously taking out the ones from the unwanted, the ones from the wanted, right? Well, depending which way around it is, but what's bayra? What's the difference between zayra and bayra? I mean, they seem very similar, don't they? 
Well, let's just go on a little bit first. Hatzeichen, Hatzeichen is then you grind it down. And then you've got the Hamarakid. Marakid is dancing. What's dancing? What's Marakid? Marakid is sibling. That's the sibling. Now I asked you, what's the difference between Zaira, Beira, and Marakid? They're all essentially the same thing. Getting rid of the unwanted and keeping them wanted. One's done with the winnowing fork, with the wind, one's done with the hand, better, one's done with the sieve, but... The answer is, the zero. they are essentially... After the Catholic Gemara is going to ask, why do we split it into three? But they are different processes. The zero is to get rid of the chaff. The better is to get rid of rocks and pebbles and things like that. Yeah? And the marakid is to get rid of the, it's part of the edible part, but it's to separate off the mursum, the, the brand, the, the, uh, animal feed. Yeah, the animal part, whatever you want to call it, but it's the edible part nonetheless. So the zoya is to get rid of the chap, part which is bechlal, not. The zoya is to get rid of the dirt and the, the pebbles, something else entirely, you do that by hand. And the marakid is to get rid of the, is to separate out, to keep the fine, the pure part. That's Marakid. Then what you do is, right now I've got, I've ground it down, I've got my pure flour, been sifted through, what do you do now? What's the next stage in making the bread? You, let's see, if we'll just go with the to pass. Here's you, you add the water. That's for halosh. That's the kneading. You add the water, that's going to be kneading. Okay, so making a wheat fix in the morning. Could be a malach of halosh. Yeah, potentially. Yeah? Making an egg on Shabbos. Egg and mayonnaise could be on the Loch of Loch. Lisha, right? You're taking the parts and you're making them into, through, a, through a, a liquid, you're making them into a single mass. That's on the Loch of Lisha. The hot oven. Finally, what you do with it, you've kneaded it, etc., etc. It's now ready, you bang it into the oven, you bake it. How many Lochs do we have there? That's the end of the Siddur of the past. So we had Zariah, Chayrish, Kaitzer. Let's see if we do it by art here. Kaitzer, just think through the processes. Kaitzer, what do you do after you reap it? Then you, Ma'ama, you gather it together. Then what do you do after Ma'ama? You thresh it. Dosh. Then what do you do? After Dosh, what do you do? You then throw it to the wind to get rid of the chaff. That's Zariah. After that, you then want to get rid of the rot before you start grinding it, so that's boira. Then you grind it, taking. Then you do marakit, sieving. Yeah? To get rid of the, you know, the, the mursum. Well, now you're ready. You've got your flour, it's a losh, you knead it, and then over you bake it. So how many monophys is that? Ten. No? Eleven. Eleven. You may say, who cares? You'll see some significant, if you don't really know it, the significance of how you can split up the office. Yeah? That's the first set. Okay? Let's take a look at Rashi. Mishnah there, Hazirah. Barach Hasloruach. That's winnowing, you do it with a winnowing fork, you throw it to the wind. Habirah, Pesedes Biodov. Right? Rashi's already telling us, that's done with your hands. And Hamaraki, this binoff is done with a, with a, with a sieve. 
If a Gemara Parech says Rashi, don't worry, the Gemara is going to ask the obvious question. Hani Kulu Chado, he surely these three are essentially one. Did Afish Pseudis Betech Echel Nasish Loshan? All three are done in order to get rid of the Pseudis from the Echel. To get rid of the Amons from the Wanted. Ha'ifer, Leav of the Mishkan. So Rashi, the bacon wasn't actually done in the Mishkan, did a Shaykh had a Bapas, because that's only with bread. We passed the Shaykh of the Menachsa Mishkan. There was no bread baked in the Meloch of the Mishkan. Avokulu Kamaisa Aboy Bissamamonish of Seva Tachedes, Vargoma Vitilashoni. All these, the first 11 were all in the making of the dyes, the Tchedes Vargoma Vitilashoni. With the Gemara Porich and the Gemara is going to ask the Shalit Tana Mavasha, so why did the Tana leave Mavasha, the Avi Bissamamonish, which was with the Samamonim, and knock out Opa and take on Opa? Right? That's the Raya, by the way, to Shittas Rashi. From that Gemara's question is that we're looking at the Melochs and the making of the Mishkan. Fine, the Gemara will speak about it. The shear of all of these is the size of a Grogeras. Except for Chodesh. That's a Kholshahu. Even the smallest amount of playing, they told me to see in Perekabayna. The MS is if you look at the Rambam, the Rambam writes in Mishnah Torah that Zerea is also a Kholshahu. Even the smallest seed is a Kholshahu. So even one pip from your apple or from your tomato, one of these tiny little things, is really the Malach of Zerea. Yeah? Rashi seems to disagree with this. Rashi seems to disagree with this. However, and I'll just end with this, is the... Um, <coughs> the um, Egletal... The Gritaal points out, he says that if a person is what we call achshave, if a person is machshiv the planting, he takes one seed and he plants it because he wants to make a tree or whatever it is, it's achshave, he says it could be even Rashi would agree a kolshu is already a problem. Because he brings a toast, there's a toast which seems to say kolshu, like, uh, like, sorry, not kolshu. Yeah, it does say kolshu. The toast which seems to say kolshu, and he says that could be in a case of achshave. Bekitza, if a person is machshavit, person purposely plants the seed, then it could be even, even uh, Rashi would agree, even the smallest amount is, is a lot of their rice. Okay? But as a shame, we'll complete the mission tomorrow. Sure. <coughs>